Impact, Income, and Influence. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence. Today, I have an episode all about impact. I'm joined by Jen. Jen is the host of Shit You Don't Want to Talk About or Shit You Should Talk About. This episode might be a little bit of a tearjerker. We are going to uncover trauma. It's really interesting. I was reading a book by Oprah over the last two weeks that is all about how we all like 70% of the population has trauma that is built into their life that comes out in weird ways as we get older. Jen has a show. Jen's podcast deals with all of these people's stories of overcoming and dealing with their personal traumas. It is super interesting. We were chatting before the show. Jen has a great sense of humor. She has a great smile. She is super fun. Jen, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thank you. As I was saying earlier, it never stops. I always get nervous before a show. Even when people come on my podcast, I'm all like, okay, we got this. We got this. It'll be fine. Once we're in the flow, it's great. Well, we are going to get right into the flow. So right now you have the podcast that you're giving people a platform to talk about things in their life, things that when sometimes get swept under the rug, put behind a curtain. But where did this all start for you? Like, where did you get passionate about this? What is your life's journey? Let's pull back uh, the curtain. Yeah, it is in a, a quick recap. I, I've actually been going through therapy right now called EMDR. And I always get what it means wrong. Eye movement, desensitization, repetition. Yeah, Something along it. those lines. Okay, good. Because I've messed it up so many times on my own show. And the reason I bring that up is it's really helped me with some of the beginning items and then also talking to like my own little uh, like inner child. I mentioned those. I'm not going to go too much on the deep end because a lot of people think that's like super woo woo and don't want to distract from, you know, making an impact. Yet that really helped in the fact that my first memories are being locked in my room, solitary confinement from for like days on end, like the majority of the age of like two to like six ish. When I'm home with my parents, that's where I hung out was in my room. I'm an only child. So I have a very active imagination. Luckily, I had a porta potty in there. Um, at some points there were, um, I wasn't allowed to have anything in there except a sleeping bag. Um, I remember one time, the first night I got a sleeping bag. The second night I got to choose between my pillow and my teddy bear. And y'all, I still have my teddy bear. His name is Baby. He does not have his bow tie anymore and he's not white anymore. I'm 33 and I still have that teddy bear. I'm gonna have it for the rest of my life. Um, and. A lot of it with therapy and the reason I mentioned this is I recently decided to kind of rewrite all of the things that happened to me with the reason why. So instead of telling myself, hey, this happened to me, the person that did them, hey, you were locked in your room for so long because I wanted you to learn the lesson of what it felt like to be alone. So you always include others. And if I continue on, I, after that, I moved from Phoenix to Idaho and I was sexually abused for two years from family members. It was, you were taught, 
or we taught you that so that way you would learn how to you could get through it and evolve i actually um didn't develop my left breast and so my nickname until i was like 17 and had surgery done was loppy and i think i i always told myself self started telling myself that that taught me that um the reason my body didn't develop that is so that way i could understand you know what it would be like in dealing with having to have a hysterectomy and dealing with the the other side of things and going hey others don't have homes so maybe you want to adopt in the future and then you know through um physical abuse and emotional abuse hey we're going to teach you what it's like to be put down so you can bring others up same with like when my friend died in high school, I, I saw her mom a few years afterwards. I was maybe 18 and my friend Arletta died when I was 15 and her mom walks up to me and she's like, you better do great things, Jen, because Arletta would have made you do them and now you have to do it for her. And after that, it was, um, I was homeless for a while and it's crazy to think that I was homeless, not because I didn't have a home, but I felt that I couldn't go back there. So I was promiscuous to have a roof over my head. I dropped out of high school because, well, I'm ADHD. So first off, school sucks. I'm super dyslexic. So again, school sucks. And <laughs> then uh, also um, I'm, now working with a sleep doctor because I may have a like an issue because I slept through all school. I still can sleep like 10 hours to 15 hours a day and still feel tired. I take lots of naps. And throughout all of this, like it's all what lessons had to teach me from all of this. And I know that I left some things out like self-harm, suicide attempts, divorce, like there, there's a bunch of other stuff. Read my bio because <laughs> there's a lot, but that's, that's how I got started on the podcast when I had my craniotomy in 2020. So all this shit happened, thought I dealt with it. Craniotomy, because I had, a, I have a few cysts around my brain and um, I would get really bad pressure headaches on my right temple. And the only thing I could do is tie a scarf as tightly as humanly possible to let the pressure off. <laughs> Bad thing with that is uh, the rest of my head would <laughs> cut off circulation. So it didn't work great. Um, I've also tried putting like tons of really heavy books on there. I've tried, uh, you know, like really tight hats. Like the hat you're wearing, if it's a snapback, I would put it like where it was so small, um, it barely fit on my head and Come to find out the cyst was actually the liquid in it was causing the pressure and mm -hmm. so when i had the craniotomy one thing that people don't realize and there's not a lot of science on it or research is that all your long-term memories are on the right side of your brain so when i had my craniotomy well everything decided to come back it was awesome but not awesome and it was, I was actually planning on making a podcast on sales because I really wanted to talk about human connection. Human connection to me is everything. That's, 
old me would have told you that you can never build a career on human connection because like a lot of people really don't care about it. Now I'm like, human connection goes into literally every job. Um, and my boss was like, um, no, you're not going to do a podcast on sales because your sales enablement and it'll reflect on the business. So no, but in like a way sweeter way, I'm totally paraphrasing. And she was like, why don't you do it on mental health? You love mental health. You believe in people. You want inclusion with others. Do mental health. And I was like, okay. I mean, you just took us on a big, big (laughs) journey. So I want to, oh, I'm going to unpack some of it. The, I mean, trauma. So it's really, really interesting. Um, I wish I had the name. I'm before the end of the podcast. So we'll get the name of the book. Um, But it talks about how early, like our early childhood development years, like being born to like three to four main developmental years. And if things go wrong, then how we relate and they have a lot of issues stem back to that. But then they have in the book, the book is great because it takes you through like it's not it's not what's wrong with anybody. It's what happened to them. Mm -hmm. And what I love about what you said is you have chosen to tell yourself a different story. Yes, those things happen. When something happens, it is a, it's a thing, right? It doesn't, it's not good or bad, but the way that we assign meaning to it Mm -hmm. makes it so, right? You are choosing to take something that is horrible that happened and assign a positive meaning. Uh, Tyler Perry, I mean, I respect, he had a saying, he was like, the moment I learned, he was also homeless for years, lived in his car, And he had a moment where he said, you know, looking back, every bad thing that happened to me happened to me. It was a blessing. Those are the things that made me who I am today and allowed me to develop the skills, to develop the mental fortitude, to handle those things, to get to where I am. And that's a choice, right? We can't control what happens to us. We can control the way we react to it. I mean, there's nothing you could have done as a three-year-old or as any of that, right? Like there's nothing you could have done. You're your child. Do you want a sleeping bag or a teddy bear or a pillow, right? A teddy bear or a pillow. Like that's a horrible decision, but you've, you've gone on to assign a positive meaning to that. So first off, my hat is off to you. Amazing. Secondly, I think it has kind of formed who you are. Like you're in sales, you, but you learn that it really is all about human connection and if you would have been brought up a different way, who knows if you would believe that. So I would- I'm laughing because um, for anyone in sales, like sales specifically, uh, I have always been top sales person, like, like within the top 10. And uh, every single month with monthly quotas, I would go halfway through the month and I would have a crying breakdown with my manager of, I'm not going to make it. I'm the worst. I can't believe I'm never going to do it. And then I'd say, fuck it. And I would connect with people because I just like customers. I have this insane curiosity. I just want to know everything about everyone. And it's crazy when you actually care and ask questions. A lot of times people sell themselves because they're like, oh, hey, that actually would really work in my life because I just told you about my life. And it's just mind blowing to me that even for so long in sales that I still struggled with that until I could go, 
All I want is human connection, not to sell. Well, that's so if you're listening to this and you sell anything without knowing it, Jen, like you hit on the biggest thing. I mean, I teach speaking from stage. The biggest thing that drives that isn't what you teach from stage. It is how you connect with the audience. Do people know, like, and trust you? Do they enjoy what you're saying? Do you tell bad jokes? By the way, I'm going to tell you a joke. What's brown oh, yeah. and sticky? I don't know what. A stick. <laughs> Isn't that like, that's the, okay. told me that. And I was like, that's horrible, but I. Okay. We're, we're going to try this. We're going to try this. See if I get this joke yeah. right. Because uh, my um, grandmother-in-law, I guess is the best way to say her. She always asked me if I know jokes and I don't, but I memorized one of hers. Okay. Let's hear it. So what's the difference between a regular toad and a horny toad? What? A regular toad says ribbit, ribbit. A horny toad says rubbit, rubbit. <laughs> That's, I mean. Hey. And it's from your grandmother. Grandmother? My, my grandmother-in-law. Grandmother-in-law. Okay. Yeah. That's a, like, that is pretty. When, well, when an older lady <laughs> once told me a joke, she had a walker, like a walker. And like, she stopped what she was doing and told me a joke with body motions, like the whole, she was like, okay, so if you're on video, you can see this. If not, you're just gonna have to get the audio. But Walker stops. She's like, this little fish is swimming along and hits a wall. What does the fish say? Damn. I don't know. What? Damn. Like, uh -huh. damn. Like a, <laughs> <laughs> but like picture like this lady had to be like in her like late 70s or 80s it was great because there were body motions anyway let's go back to your podcast specifically you have people come on and share their traumas you have them share things that most people would hide from right like they would sweep it under the rug what first off what inspired you to do that i mean obviously your journey but why did you want to give people access to that? Why did you want to give them a place to voice their, their challenges, their problems, the things that they've had to hide? Hey, thanks for taking a moment to check out this episode of Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions. Have you ever thought about building your own webinar or using public speaking to reach your ideal audience? Well, if you'd like my help with it, over the last several years, I have built more than 40 live events for clients just like you. In the last 18 months, I've helped 32 entrepreneurs build their webinar with over $5 million in cumulative sales. If you'd like to see how I can work with you, or if you'd be interested in having me speak at your event or be on your podcast, go to steven.coffee, that's S-T-E-V-E-N dot C-O-F-F-E-E, -E, to book a short call with me and see how we can work together. All right, let's jump back to the episode. I, this one's always a bit hard for me because it's, it's so ingrained in me that we are created equal and that some people use their, what I like to call their superpowers, their power for good or evil. And so much of it, it's, it's been since I was a little kid and I'm not sure what really taught me this but the i always associated more with people 
that were the minority in the group of any stature. So the person that's being made fun of, the outliers, the the people that aren't in the clicky popular group. And mm -hmm. I always associated with them because they're so much more interesting. They're not all sheeple trying to wear the lowest pants possible that may show, you know, pubes. Um, and it was, I always saw so much insight and possibility and they're just so cool. Now why they're outcasts is because the popular people are kind of douchey. There are popular people out there that aren't douchey. I do want to call you out. Thank you for not being douchey, but a lot of them are. And it just, I started seeing how artistic people would be made fun of or people that, um, our musicians would be made fun of band geeks, you know, and I couldn't understand it. Also, I was being made fun of all the time being called loppy, which wasn't awesome. <laughs> it, and then it came to eighth grade and I had the choice between, I think, home, home ec, is that what it's called? Where you have to cook. I'm a terrible cook. Y'all, I can't cook. Um, and it was between that and shop. So I took shop and I'm what I thought was the only girl in shop and every, all the guys are making fun of me. Nobody wants to be my partner. And this person walks up, Arletta, and she's like, she is a big person. She is like, she looks like a linebacker. Like she is big. I think linebackers are the big ones. I'm working on getting my football terms. Uh, and she's just like, everyone shut up and hey, you'll be my partner. And that was Arletta. And she was the one that passed away a few years later. And she was so kind to me. And she was one of my best friends that we would go fishing and she would fish with my parent and I would go swimming and make them both mad. Um, and it was her kindness that really solidified that if I don't have something that others need, or like if I have the platform for others, then I need to be able to use that privilege. And also like, I really can't comprehend like why we're so divided, like with race or the LGBTQ plus community or why we don't talk about men's mental health or why we're not supporting indigenous cultures. Like it just logically does not make sense to me. And one, the hardest thing, and this is something in sales too, is we need to be able to take people's current mindset of shit you don't want to talk about and move it to shit you to talk about. Because if you take people that a lot of why people think a certain way is their nurture, their upbringing, and mm -hmm. it's not ingrained in who we are. So we have to take people with where they're at, which means we got to talk about things that are like put us all on a level playing field of we're all human. And then let's talk about this shit because you're not the only person that's gone through it. I know I'm not the only person that's gone through solitary confinement or being made fun of or being an asthmatic or dyslexic or ADHD or been raped, you know, like this shit happens and it's so, so shamed on. I know that one of my friends had a miscarriage and I had no idea how to relate to her. And she didn't find out for a while that a lot of her friends already had miscarriages because it wasn't something talked about.
Right. Men have the highest. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) Well, it's, I think what you're hitting on there, there are two pieces there. The first one is anything that makes us uncomfortable. We tend to not want to deal with, right? Because we are, what's our default setting in life move towards pleasure and away from pain always like that is a defining role that we're born with like every almost everyone everyone at birth moves towards pleasure and away from pain Mm -hmm. now there we can tie different meanings to things and like people who cut cut because it actually makes them feel good it most it releases dopamine and it makes them feel a special way right lots of scars 52 exact there you go there you go. But that's <laughs> most people would say that's moving towards pain. Really, the reason you're doing it is because it the pleasure that you get from it is more than the pain caused. All I'm trying to point out is the reason that I think a lot of people move away is because it's uncomfortable. But what really builds connection between us is getting outside of our comfort zone. It's the same thing in everything in life. The more you get out of your comfort zone, the richer your life will be, both experience-wise and money-wise, because the more you connect with people, like you're talking about sales, and the best way to make sales is to actually connect with somebody and make it about what's in it for them, right? And that's the same thing that you're doing with the people that come on to your show. What's in it for you? How can we help get your story out so that you feel like a great person, right? Like, so that you feel like you're not marginalized. Nobody likes being marginalized. Go ahead. So the audience doesn't feel marginalized. They're absolutely <laughs> well, they're coming on. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, um, as a guest, yes, so that their story is heard because talking about your story is very, very therapeutic. And it does, the more you tell it, the more, at least it's, it's not as painful, the more you tell it. And it's mostly for the audience though, because for for each of us to feel a little less alone because during so many of the times and as you mentioned like with cutting i took everybody else's pain on myself so cutting was like my way of punishing myself and yet there's so many times i wish i knew someone that went through that to be like hey there's other ways to release your pain in exercise for example i'm just throwing something out um And so many of us don't realize that other people are in the same situation because our brains do play tricks on us telling us we're alone. Well, that's, that's the biggest thing, right? Like we are all, nobody wants to be alone. Even people who are introverts, even people that maybe get their energy by being alone. Nobody wants to feel like they're alone. Nobody wants to feel misunderstood. We all want to feel understood. We all want to feel loved. We all want to feel cared about. The Pay attention to how you feel when I just said those things, because there are some people who probably have smalls around that. But the more you heal, and healing comes through telling your story and getting your message out there. So your podcast is amazing because it does that. Where can people learn more about the podcast? Where can they find you at? Yeah. So the podcast on all platforms is shit you don't want to talk about with the I and shit being an exclamation point. And the reason social media is shit the number two talk about is because we need to change these conversations. Awesome. The um, I mean, we definitely do. And Jen, I love that you 
are bringing this to the forefront. So let's, I want to talk about some of your favorite episodes. Like I know you said you put out, you're putting out two episodes a week. So there are a lot of episodes, but what are one or two stories that stick out to you of people that you were just like, holy shit, where did that come from? And I'm so glad that I'm, I'm having this conversation. Like what are one or two that are really memorable? I would say that uh, there is a musician that on I found on Instagram because I, I follow the hashtag men's mental health. And uh, his name is Alonzo. This episode is actually going to be coming out, I think, the second week of January um, or third week. So should be out soon or after this episode airs. And we talk about what buckets people put us in because before I interviewed Alonzo and I was so excited that Alonzo agreed to be on the podcast because I was like hey you're cool you uh made a song called Black Boy Destiny will you come be on my podcast because you're really cool and uh he he agreed his manager agreed and the reason why we mentioned about the buckets is because one of the first things that uh, a family member mentioned to me is, oh, you're interviewing him? He's so feminine. And I was like, what does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Like, I mean, the price of tea in China does affect me because I probably buy a lot of tea, but it has nothing to do with somebody's femininity or masculinity. And talking to Alonzo about this, we were able to really rift and dig deep about how we all, as a black man, as someone who really identifies of just being attracted to people in general, of these stereotypes that we really put on people. And like, we do it by default. It is something that it's our, the way we, our brain works. And it's, but it's also something that we can go, hey, you don't need to be in each of these buckets. Like, it may be a little easier to be like, okay, you are X, yet at the same time, you're multidimensional. Right. And I would say second episode is um, with uh, Darcy Rosario. And she's, again, somebody I found. Apparently, I have a lot of episodes that people actually submit on my website for guest submissions. But these two people I both stalked on Instagram. I can be a little bit of a creeper. Um, uh, Darcy, since I started following Darcy, probably about a year ago, before I launched the podcast, Darcy and I met and they were really cool about like, hey, yeah, let's talk about like intersectionality. And I was like, intersection what? Intersectionality. Like we're all very multidimensional. And one thing that they mentioned was that they are Puerto Rican. They have MS. And a really cool part of that episode was uh, Darcy came out as being non-binary. So that was a huge topic to be able to talk about. And then also uh, how, working on calling them they, them instead of the way they used to associate. And also code switching. And we all in some aspect, aspect do code switch. It could be um, by class, by um, friend group. And what code switching is, is you match your language with them. 
So that is definitely something that between those two episodes, those are the ones that really hit home for me. I mean, there's those aren't even the ones that we talked about before the show. So I'm now I'm like thinking through the um I love the fact that you put stuff on display because it is people should become comfortable with it. And the one of the things that I want to throw out if you're listening to this and you're like, that sounds great. Or you're listening to this and you're like, no, I want like traditional values. The thing that you can do most to develop personal growth is I don't, I, I don't, all the books that I read, I don't agree with all of the viewpoints, but I'm willing to think about it. I'm willing to have a conversation around it. Right. Yes. Same, like anything that makes you uncomfortable is a, opportunity for growth and tying this back to the very beginning of the episode right be thankful for things that make you uncomfortable be thankful you get to decide how you relate to things in your life is it going to make you uncomfortable and are you going to shut it down or are you going to stand in it being uncomfortable maybe wallow around in the muck a little bit and become a better stronger smarter wiser more tolerant person. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm more right-wing than I am left. I'm not a huge Trump supporter by any means, but I would be more Republican than liberal. But I do think that the real answer is becoming a well-rounded person and being able to have discussions on both sides of the fence, whether it is political or whether it is social, everybody deserves a voice and everybody should have, should have a conversation. Tolerance like I hate cancel culture. I think it is one of the worst things in the world because it, what does it say? Oh, you don't agree with me. You're dead to me. I'm blocking you on social media. I'm not going to listen to you anymore. Well, then who do you hear from? You're hearing from just people you agree with. And that is one of the most dangerous things. It's how cults get formed. Um, so Jen, I love, love, love your show. Uh, everything will be listed down in the show notes. You will find Jen's bio. You'll find a link to her show. Jen, is there anything you would say to somebody out there listening to this? What's, what's your main message that you would give to them? That we need to turn shit you don't want to talk about to shit to talk about. So that way we are bringing everyone to the table and giving them a voice. Awesome. Jen, you definitely have a voice here. We might have to have you on for a second round somewhere down the road. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing with us to everybody else out there. Until next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon. Thanks for checking out today's show. Do you want the fast and easy Cliff Notes version of the actionable steps from today's episode? If so, go to actionbullets.com and download yours today. Also, if you're looking to start using story selling in your business and have stories do 90% of the hard work for you, Grab my free course at storyselling.how today. Till next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon.